The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank is a direct consequence of loose monetary policy. The second largest collapse of a bank in recent history after Lehman Brothers folded in 2007 could have been prevented. Now, the impact is too large and the contagion risk is difficult to measure. The demise of the Silicon Valley Bank is a classic bank run driven by a liquidity event. But the important lesson for everyone is that the enormity of the unrealized losses and financial hole in the bank's accounts would not have existed if it hadn't been for ultra-loose monetary policy. Let us explain why. As of December 31st, 2022, Silicon Valley Bank had approximately 209 billion in total assets and about 175 billion in total deposits, according to its public accounts. The bank's top shareholders were Vanguard Group, 11.3%, BlackRock with 8.1%, State Street with 5.2%, and the Swedish pension fund Alekta with 4.5%. The incredible growth and success of SVB could not have happened without negative rates, ultra-loose monetary policy, and the tech bubble that burst in 2022. Furthermore, the bank's liquidity event could not have happened without the regulatory and monetary policy incentives to accumulate sovereign debt and mortgage-backed securities. The asset base of SVB read like the clearest example of the old mantra, don't fight the Fed. SVB made one big mistake. It followed exactly the incentives created by loose monetary policy and regulation. What happened in 2021? Massive success that unfortunately was also the first step to the demise. The bank's deposits nearly doubled with the tech boom. Everyone wanted a piece of the unstoppable new tech paradigm. SVB's assets also rose, rose and almost doubled. The bank's assets rose in value. More than 40% were long-dated treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. The rest were seemingly world-conquering new tech and venture capital investments. Most of these Low-risk bonds and securities were held to maturity. They were following the rulebook of mainstream low-risk assets to balance the risk in venture capital investments. When the Federal Reserve raised interest rates, those running SVB must have been shocked. The entire asset base of SVB was one single bet, low rates and quantitative easing for longer. Tech valuation soared in the period of loose monetary policy and the best way to hedge that risk was with treasuries and mortgage-backed securities. Why would they bet on anything else? This is what the Fed was buying in billions every month. These were the lowest risk assets according to all regulations and inflation according to the Fed and all mainstream economists was purely transitory. A base effect anecdote. What could go wrong? everything. Inflation was not transitory and easy money was not forever. Rate hikes happened and they caught the bank suffering massive losses everywhere. Goodbye bonds and mortgage-backed security prices. Goodbye tech new paradigm valuations and hello panic. There was a good old bank run despite the strong recovery of the SVP shares in January of 2023. 
Mark-to-market unrealized losses of $15 billion were almost 100% of the market capitalization of the bank. The result was a wipeout. And in the words of an episode of the cartoon South Park, and it's gone. SVB showed how quickly the capital of a bank can dissolve in front of our eyes. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation will step in, but it won't be enough because only 3% of the deposits of SBB were less than 250,000, according to Time magazine. This is interesting because now the Federal Reserve has had to step in in order to guarantee all deposits. And now, in a perverse incentive, all deposits in SVB will be made whole, even the large ones and the uninsured ones. However, small regional banks are not going to have that benefit, which in turn creates a bank run on the smaller firms in order to put those large deposits in large banks that are deemed as some form of too big to fail. It's interesting that regulation is actually increasing the risk of a bank run in those smaller firms. SVB was the poster child of banking management by the book. The bank followed an allegedly conservative policy of adding the safest assets, long-dated treasury bills, as deposits soared. SVB did exactly what was recommended by those who blamed the 2008 financial crisis on deregulation. SVB was a boring and conservative bank that invested the rising deposits in sovereign bonds and mortgage-backed securities and believed that inflation was transitory as everyone except us, the crazy minority, repeated. SVB did nothing but follow regulation and monetary policy incentives and Keynesian economists' recommendations point by point. SVB was the epitome of mainstream economic thinking, and mainstream killed the technology star. Many will now blame greed, capitalism, lack of regulation, but guess what? More regulation would have done nothing because regulation and policy incentivize adding these low-risk assets. Do you really think that the regulator or the supervisor would have been worried about a large proportion of the asset base accumulated in sovereign bonds? Not really. Furthermore, regulation and monetary policy are directly responsible for the tech bubble as well. The increasingly elevated valuations of non-profitable tech and the allegedly unstoppable flow of capital to fund innovation and green investments would never have happened without negative rates and massive liquidity injections. In the case of SBB, its phenomenal growth in 2021 is a direct consequence of the imprudent monetary policy implemented in 2020, when the major central banks increased their balance sheets to $20 trillion, as if nothing could have happened. SVB is a casualty of the narrative that money printing does not cause inflation and can continue forever. The bank embraced it wholeheartedly and now it's gone. SVB invested in the entire bubble of everything, sovereign bonds, mortgage-backed securities and tech. Did they do it because they were stupid or reckless? No, they did it because they perceived that there was very low to no risk in those assets. 
No bank accumulates risks in an asset they believe is high risk. The only way in which a bank accumulates risk is if it perceives that there is none. And how do they perceive it? Because the government, regulators, central banks and the experts tell them so. Who then will be next? Many will blame everything except the perverse incentives and bubbles created by monetary policy and regulation, and will demand rate cuts and quantitative easing to solve the problem. That will only make things worse, because you do not solve the consequences of a bubble with more bubbles. The demise of Silicon Valley Bank highlights the enormity of the problem of risk accumulation by political design. SVB did not collapse due to reckless management, but because it did exactly what Keynesians and monetary interventionists wanted them to do. Congratulations.